Hi, I'm Cassie. And I'm Mariah. And this is the Cassie and Mariah Show, a podcast where two long-distance internet friends, that's us, discuss navigating their 20s through disability and chronic illness. Mariah, how you doing? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm doing well. I've been doing my hot girl walks this week, so I feel like that really has been elevating my mood. I was going to say, there's a zany energy. In the in the virtual room today, <laughs> for a few reasons. Um, I have not indulged in any weed paraphernalia in a week, and that's really nice. I feel like my mental health has stabilized to a normal level, which is still zany and still quirky and still weird, but it's like authentic now. I had multiple doctor appointments this week. I went to my eye doctor yesterday. New doctor, new energy in the room. Right, found out my eye prescription like doesn't need to be changed so like my eyes have not gotten worse in the past like four years which is great means that i haven't been to the eye doctor in four years but (laughs) i'm glad that i don't need new glasses and my insurance covered it all so thank you superior vision for insurance that is one of the biggest wins in the american healthcare system right ask for (laughs) (laughs) not having to pay anything when you go to a doctor's appointment i've been indulging in the new boy genius the record yes. which we will touch on because we are both huge fans and uh, i just what's your favorite song and what can you think of on top of your head here's the thing yesterday okay okay here's okay so the night that it came out because i have west coast privilege um and so you know i had that 9 p.m i was like okay i'm gonna listen to it while i was doing other stuff and i feel like that's a nice like dip into a new album Mm -hmm. um and i just like never listen to new music (laughs) especially because i haven't been like riding the bus the past three months so like that's when i would normally listen to music and so i had like listened to it while i was multitasking so i didn't like listen listen to it and then yesterday I rode the train for the first time since last year and I was like I'm gonna listen to it and um oh boy did I listen to it I don't think I have a favorite yet because especially like everything obviously you know three of the what is our 12 songs yeah um like three of the 12 songs well four of them were singles but I never listened to not strong enough because I was like we already have three singles. I don't want to listen to more of the album until it's out. And so it's, like, everything after, like, I mean, obviously I enjoyed the first song, but then everything after the first three singles on the album, I just kept, it's, like, every song progressively, I was like, oh, my God, Mariah. Mariah was, like, just texting yeah. me updates <laughs> because I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm just, like, being destroyed on the train right now. I feel that. And, like, I have not stopped listening to that album since it came out. This week I literally only listened to One Direction when I was in the car or I listened to Boy Genius. One Direction is very, like, pleasure like I want to have fun I don't want to think about like you know how much my brain hates me right now like I just want to listen to like fireproof and dance a little bit in the car sing really loud and you know hopefully nobody's looking at me but yeah I definitely like Revolution Zero is a very good song I feel like Satanist is very good I love Mm -hmm. that's a big fan big fan of that Anticurse I okay yeah I am obsessed with the connections back to me and my dog from letters to an old poet or whatever I was like yeah so the first time that I had listened when I wasn't really paying attention, I didn't realize that, like, me and my dog and Letters to an Old Poet or whatever were connected. And so then when I – and so I was just like, why does the melody sound similar? Are they ripping themselves off? <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I, yeah, I finally put it together that the songs are actually kind of connected. And, and Letters to an Old Poet were really just, as they say, like a punch in the stomach. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> – Really was a huge fan. I just, yeah, like, each song I was like, wow, like, I feel like they're just very, they're all, like, their own very specific pictures they paint in your head. It's hard to choose a favorite, especially this early. Yeah. But I did really enjoy the film. Oh, yes. Yeah, me too. Um, but other than that, I've been doing some vendor event planning, um, just trying to get some more markets under the belt uh, for the next few months. I've been trying to do, like, three a month at least, maybe four if I'm feeling fancy, but... I've been enjoying that. And then I'm still still on the Star Wars gauntlet over here. I just finished the I the fourth movie we watched, A New Hope, which was the like first Star Wars movie that ever came out. Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Mwah. That he's so adorable. <laughs> and of course you have Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Just a really fun movie in general. I very much enjoyed that. I, I feel like I'm becoming a Star Wars girl. And it's kinda 
kind of unexpected twist to this year as someone who's never watched any of the Star Wars movies. But what's going on in your neck of the woods? Cassie, how you doing? What isn't going on? I mean, I guess the other thing I forgot to mention regarding Boy Genius is that I indeed bought tickets to see them this summer because... I am still only going to outdoor shows, but they're playing an outdoor show here. Um, and by here, I mean all the way over in Bend, um, which is like a two and a half hour drive. But it's like not really any different from like driving up to Seattle to see a show. It's in fact closer. Um, so very much looking forward to that. Lots of It seems like lots of people are going. I kind of wish they were just playing the outdoor venue here, but uh, regardless. Um, <laughs> It was spring break this week, and um, I was very busy, though. Um, lots of meetings and things, but um, some highlights. Um, I visited the Oregon State Capitol for the first time. Um, I was there to give testimony on a bill just because I had never, like, gone in person to the Capitol. I was like, I want to take a field trip just because it's spring break. I have the time. Why not drive down to Salem, testify in person for the first time? Why not? Um, and so I'm friends with a lot of state legislators which I feel like is a really weird thing to say if you're not in the political world, but that is um, very normal in my life. Um, And um, literally, uh, it's funny that we talked about like internet, like growing up on the internet and like internet friendships and all of that before, because literally, you know, back in the day, it was me meeting my Twitter mutuals because like we were fans of One Direction. Now it's me meeting my Twitter mutuals who are state legislators. So that's, you know, it, it was very fun, though, and, like, a bunch of my friends work for legislators and stuff, so, um, after I gave testimony, I literally just hung out and said hi to people and stuff, and it was very fun. So cute. Love. And then last night, um, I, yeah, I went into Portland, and, um, again, I'm still, like, just getting back out into the world for, um, the first time, really, this year, and, um, so, yeah, I took the Max in and got lunch with my friend, and then we went to see Michelle's Honor, um, talk at Powell's, um, the way that those events work, um, it's, like, first come, first serve, um, when they're at Powell. Sometimes they do, like, ticketed events elsewhere, so you don't have to worry about that, um, but she specifically, I think, um, especially I saw on Instagram Reel today that she, like, she wanted her name on the Powell's marquee, like, she wanted to be there, um, because she's from Oregon, so, like, it was a big deal and stuff, and so it was very special to be there, but that meant that we literally got there two hours before it started and just sat there and waited, um, so that was a bit much, um, it got very toasty in there but it was so fun it was my first author talk like in my adult life because in like k through 12 like they would bring in authors to like speak at assemblies or whatever um which was fun but um this was my first time actually like intentionally seeking that out um got my book signed um powell's has disabled people skip the line privilege and i was like i literally i i you know i don't know what it's like to um have actual like able-bodied like privilege and stuff in the world but like I don't know in that moment I was like this just feels like and it's not like I'm asking for VIP treatment in the world but oh my god I I'm gonna take it when I get it yes of course (laughs) so that was very satisfying because the signing was gonna go from seven until the store closed at nine and I wasn't really trying to sit there for two hours to wait to get my book signed um so the fact that I was first in line really kind of rocked (laughs) incredible I love that um and the biggest highlight of my week is that I got a call that um I was offered my number one top choice internship that I applied for this summer thank you thank you (laughs) I literally was so composed when I called them back um because like they you know the message was vague but then I had to call them back and then they told me and stuff but um I was very composed together on the phone and then as soon as I hung up I just ugly cried laughed just hysterical and then yeah I sent you selfies of that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as one does um but I 
am just so excited, so grateful, and uh, since this doesn't come out for a few weeks, I can say that that internship is with 1,000 Friends of Oregon, which is just a very long-time organization here that's, like, existed as long as our state's land use system has existed, and who I have learned so much from. I did one of their, like, training programs a couple years ago that literally set me on, like, the transportation justice advocacy path that I'm on now, and it's just so special to get to um, spend the summer doing like transportation policy research. I'm like, uh, I'm just so excited and I get to work with such cool people who I like look up to and like have organized with in other capacities and it's just, I'm so excited and it's like, from the sounds of it, it's a competitive like internship to get and so it's just, I don't know, it just made me so happy to have that locked down for the summer. When you text me saying that you had a voicemail from a thousand friends and that's all I saw from the preview, I was like, damn, Cassie's got a thousand friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the LinkedIn. Like, how do you know this many people? <laughs> I did recently reach a hundred connections on LinkedIn and I that that felt like a big adult slide. Nice. <laughs> Love. Oh my god, but I love that for you. I'm so happy for you. That's just a great, like, achievement. Thank you. What a fun summer internship to get. I'm so excited, and it's just nice to, like, not have to worry about that anymore, because I had applied to a bunch, but, like, really, like, this was, like, the number one, like, most in line with, like, what I want to do with my life, and so it was just such a relief and honor, and I just, I'm just so grateful and excited. So this week, we are talking about creative expression, and uh, Cassie and I have really been through it from, like, you know, experiencing, like, after-school activities um, in elementary school to going into high school, writing songs, and um, just starting to play different instruments that we like, writing and other crafty things like crocheting or wire wrapping, and fun things like that and especially because like I feel like our relationship with creative expression has like looked so different at different points in our life and I feel like looks so different now as adults because I don't know I don't like I don't know about you but like I feel like as a kid like it's so encouraged to like I don't know it's like oh you finish your worksheet early like here draw on the back of your paper or whatever like it's like you're constantly being encouraged to like color and draw and like create like cool projects and things like that and then it's like as an adult it's literally like it feels like you don't even have time for that (laughs) right or like if you're not getting paid to do this you shouldn't do it at all which sucks because then you don't do it at all then you don't do it at all (laughs) I feel like we should start with Mariah. You were you were dropping hints to me that um a creative form of expression in your life was book reports. <laughs> so how about you tell the people a little right. more about Let's that? Cracking my knuckles. Let's get into it. <laughs> so <clears throat> all throughout my life, I have always enjoyed like reading books for school, of course, and. Um, You say, of course, like that's normal for most kids, but yes, continue. Right? Okay, anyway. (laughs) So, and, you know, living so close to like craft stores and stuff, whenever I had a book report due or something, my mom and I would make it this whole like adventure trip thing. So like when I, in elementary school, I would make really interesting like book report covers and based on like the different books that you read like there was one where it it was like where the red fern grows you draw the you know the the tombstones for the dogs spoiler alert they die um (laughs) and i would use like fake moss on the cover of the book report to give it that very like woodland like earthy feel since that's where like the you know the main character like grew up um we'd also like take a lighter and like burn some of the pages of the book report to make it look more like weathered I, I, one of the book reports I vividly remember was, like, when I was in high school, and it was for the book To Kill a Mockingbird, um, the character, you had to, like, you had to pick up character and then write a whole, like, little synopsis on that character. So I picked Boo Radley, which is, like, I guess he's one of the protagonists, but I think, like, antagonists, like, you think that he's evil in the beginning and stuff like that, um, but he's not. And I don't remember what the specifics were, but the Boo Radley cover that I had was made with, like, fake keys, like, that I got from Michael's. I got, like, a a mixed bag of, like, letters to use where, like, some were uppercase, uppercase, lowercase, and different fonts and different textures. So I made the, the cover of the book report, like, Boo Radley, and I had his name with all these 
uh, funky letters. I had the keys. And of course, I would get a really nice sleeve to keep the book report in. And then, you know, you hand it in. The book reports I did were just like, I had to hit it out of the park. I was like, I have to, like, this is a fun thing I'm doing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it my all. In middle school, we had to make tombstones for dead, like, scientists and stuff. So I picked Galileo Galilei, and him being an astronomer, I used, like, a fake, like, little telescope that I painted and made look to be, like, a gray, black, green, like, weathered look to it. And the whole, the whole tombstone I built was this three-tier uh, tombstone that was probably almost the same height as me when I was in eighth grade. I used like fake moss and everything that like, I used for a lot of these book reports were things we already had at home. Like I'd always get styrofoam boxes for my medications. So I always took those and repurposed them. My mom still uses that tombstone for that like report to this day as a Halloween decoration. Oh my god! Sure, it looks like shit <laughs> and it's weathered. But it was something that I just had so much, like I put so much effort into stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it. Another thing when I was in high school, we had this like crafts project where you have to make a clay slice of cake. And I didn't make a cake. I made a piece of cheese with a little mouse on the top. And I just, (laughs) that little mouse was just my guy, you know, like we went through a lot together. (laughs) That's so fun. Yeah, I feel like occasionally I would like go above and beyond on a project but I also have so many memories of like doing them the night before and just ugly gluing things onto poster boards and so like as a kid it's like being disabled and especially like being in like leg casts so much of the time and stuff it's like yes there was like plenty of times that I was still able to just run around play whatever as a kid but a lot of the time I was also just like sitting around and what is the easiest thing to do when you sit around a lot is color and draw and like painting and stuff like that. Um, In elementary school there was like after school art classes for most of my time there. I think it was like only allowed for like third through fifth graders because it was specifically like making clay. Like we had this lady who would like come in and teach us how to work with clay. We didn't like do like pottery but it was just like you know you would like work with clay just on the table and like make whatever you wanted and then um she would go fire it in the kiln and then we would glaze it and then she'd fire it again and I had all this stuff from after school art class and then sometimes in the summer like parks and rec places would have art classes and I do remember I feel like one year like in elementary school they brought in somebody who cost like a ton of money for after school and it's like really you know it's like that's so like prohibitive to all these kids who are used to like not having to pay very much to participate so it was always such a treat when that worked out I literally feel like most of my like physical art skills in that regard like drawing painting all of that well maybe not painting I feel like my painting skills have evolved a little bit but like my drawing and coloring skills mm, they stagnated after elementary school they're exactly the same. That was funny you mentioned clay. It actually literally kicked a memory in my head of like, I think it was middle school when we did clay stuff like that for art class. I made a clay pocket after the band Cobra Starship that I was obsessed <laughs> with them at the time. But what I think is really interesting, like between for you and I, it's like our music expression too. Like when I was in middle school, I started playing guitar. And um, I think most of it had to do with the fact that like my brother also was playing guitar at the time. So he would have that stuff around the house and I was always really into music. So I was like, oh, like I want to play guitar too. But I almost feel like my brain couldn't make the connection of like using my hands and also thinking at the same time, like for in that avenue. Um, And I, you know, played drums when I was in middle school and high school. And that was another thing of just like having a hard, I feel like I just had a hard time like controlling all of my limbs at once in that way, you know, like with the foot pedals and also like actually hitting the drums. Um, but I know you're into, I know you're very into expressing yourself with music now, even with like, with like piano, as much as you say you don't play it that much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, I, yeah, I feel like playing music's always kind of been part of my life, because when I was a kid, like, my grandma paid for me to do, like, piano lessons, somebody at her church played and was like, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll teach this kid, um, so, um, so it's, like, that's where I first kind of learned to, like, read music and, like, um, got familiar with piano and all of that, and then in middle school, I, like, really wanted to do band, um, which I feel like to some degree I regret, but that's fine. Um, I ended up, like, playing percussion, and I mostly played, like, the bells. That's what my teacher always called it, but there's, like, a much 
fancy it's like is it literally called the glockenspiel i don't know it's like the oh. metal it's like a xylophone but metal um so yeah so it's like i did that all of middle school i tried to do it in high school but suddenly in high school everybody took it very seriously and i was like actually this is not fun anymore and i quit halfway <laughs> through even though you were expected to stay the whole year it just got very intense very fast i was like yeah this was way more fun in middle school so and then <laughs> speaking of boy genius i don't even know how i stumbled into writing song lyrics but I've been writing them since like probably freshman year of high school. Um, and at this point, I literally have over 500 notes in my phone um, of like complete or partially finished song lyrics um, that I've written. And um, I just never really had any intention to do anything with them or to play music or anything like that. And then I think just because of like getting more involved in like the local music scene and things like that, I started to think about it more and more. But like, I always thought that like, because most of the music I listened to, especially in high school, was all like guitar driven. And I was like, but I always thought that I couldn't play guitar because um, my hands don't like my palms can't face the ceiling. So like, I can't play guitar underhanded. And, um, and so I just always thought that I never would be able to. I also thought my arms were too short to play guitar because I'm like, I watch all these like big, tall, lanky, able-bodied people <laughs> play. It's like, you just don't see yourself represented. So you yeah. don't think you can do it. You don't know how you can do it. Um, and so after I saw Boy Genius in 2016, I just remember texting my friends and I was like, we need to do that. We need to do what they're doing. And I think part of it is literally because of, like, the band name. Like, this concept of, like, men just be saying and doing things without thinking, without doubting themselves. Um, so why aren't we doing the same thing? So, like, it took a minute, but there was, um, there was actually a project I had for a class. Um, I think that was my, like, freshman year of college, maybe sophomore year of college. And one of the options for the final project was to write a song. And so, uh, my friend Nova came over and she like knew how to do some like music production stuff and so she brought she brought over some instruments and she came over and we like um you know wrote a song for my final project but um when she came over she brought an old guitar that like when she first started learning to play I think it was so that way I could try and see like if it was possible for me to play and I realized that it was and that I could just play overhanded not only could I reach everything but I could just learn to play overhanded which it has been a bit of a learning curve in the sense that like that means that my first finger is my pinky and not only is my pinky obviously my shortest finger but then it's also like my weakest and so like I can't play bar chords for example um which I know a bunch of people like hate playing bar chords anyway so like it's not like I'm you know that special but um <laughs> it's you know it's frustrating to be limited by like chords where it's like you want to play like literally the main normal like major chord um for a note and you just can't in the shape that it would normally be played and so you have to look up like alternatives which thankfully there are like a bunch of alternative ways to like play different chords and like figuring out how to make playing music accessible to me mm -hmm. and then over the pandemic I got refunded for Billie Eilish tickets that because I was supposed to go see her and then obviously the show got canceled because COVID and I was like hmm I know how I'm gonna spend this money and I bought a keyboard because I don't know why I I still I don't remember what like what my thought process was at the time I don't know if it was just because I was listening to more music that was like piano based or if I was just like I want to I feel like playing piano would make it easier for me to learn guitar or easier to demo out song ideas or I don't know what I was thinking but um yeah, I mean, Mariah, when you when you joke about me uh, not playing very often, I mean, I have um, my whole crochet project that I'm making for your birthday <laughs> laying on my keyboard, as well as two books. I did play it, like, a couple weeks ago. It was, you know, I went right back into learning to play Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. You know, and music instruments like that, you have it, so it's going to be there forever. You can teach yourself whenever you're ready and want to. I feel that way with my stylophone that I bought a few weeks ago um a stylophone is kind of like set up very similar to a piano it has keys it has a little speaker on it so the music just plays directly from there and it's very like electronic 
based. Um, I know like David Bowie would play them a lot on stage. Like they're little, they're very, they're probably, they're a little bit bigger than an iPhone. And I recently got one because I like got, I was watching like just some YouTube videos of just people playing different instruments. And I've always really wanted to learn piano. I actually have a keyboard that sits in my closet that I got at a yard sale. And it was very, it's very fun, but they're also like huge instruments that you really need a lot of space for. So, um, and I don't really have a lot of space to begin with. So I was like, oh, a stylophone is a perfect thing to keep on my desk. And, um, I learned a couple songs off of it. Like I learned Kids by MGMT. And that was like (laughs) one of those things where I was like, okay, I taught myself a complete song. I guess I'm done. And then, yeah, Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis. I found the, it's basically like... Because, you know, it's basically like you can look up the piano chords and then go from there to learn the stylophone chords. So I did that and I found them all on like Pinterest. And I was surprised because like I, I'm on, I'm part of like the stylophone Reddit subreddit where people do post some songs on there. But some of them are very like, I don't know, they, they post stuff from like video games where like you almost need a stylophone and then also like another uh, instrument to assist in playing the song. And I was like, I, I'm not going to buy another thing so I found a lot of the chords on Pinterest and I really enjoyed that but I just kind of fell out of doing it I don't really know why I guess because it's just something where I have to teach myself how to play so like again I'm just like trying to teach myself to do this thing and then I was like oh like I should play I should play this and then like oh maybe I should post videos of me playing it on Twitter but then I was like no because like once I start sharing it with other people once I start like doing more things like that I'm gonna feel dev- more obligated to play it for like n- and I don't know it just won't be as fun for me anymore and I guess like bringing it up on the podcast is also like that but <laughs> um I definitely did enjoy I-, I feel like that was just a very fun instrument I definitely want to get back into it though obviously like I still have it and they're not super expensive so I was thinking about getting this stylophone that is like the drum pad one because it's just like that would be like an assisting instrument or just like a f- little finger I forget what it's called like the finger piano where it's just like the um it's like a kalimba I believe it's called yeah, and that's where you yeah. can play music on that those are very pretty there's very nice ones on Etsy but yeah I mean I just think playing instruments is just such a fun way to really express yourself I mean I also just really enjoy writing lyrics like you've said before about writing stuff in your the notes app of your phone there's so many that that's my graveyard of unfinished songs right there like I did that a lot when I was younger like I I feel like it's all I've always been very into writing just like little small snippets of stuff that I was like oh I could always add this in a song or like write poetry or just and then once you get older and you learn that it's more of like a prose like writing exercise then I feel like that's just more of the things that I like is not really writing something that has like a rhyme scheme to it or anything like that but Um, I definitely love just really writing those cute, like, metaphorical, descriptive language type of, uh, fun writing exercises. That's fun. I feel like I really liked that type of writing when I was younger, and then I really fell out of it, because I feel like, I feel like I'm somebody who, even though I daydream, like, (laughs) 24 <laughs> 7 um I otherwise have no imagination like I I feel like I'm really just like descripting writing like descriptive writing just was not I was not built for it um I my most memorable thing is like in second grade I wrote like um Frosty the Snow Woman which I'm like wow she's a feminist, feminist icon. <laughs> oh my God. yeah I feel like I don't know I just experience things and then immediately open my notes app and write about it or somebody says something or I say something and I'm like that could be a song and then um and then a lot of them just don't go anywhere but it's like um after like Nova and I like wrote that song for my um school project I we just started playing around after that too and started like playing with other songs that like she had in her notes app I had in my notes app and she had actually sent me I think one of her songs and I ended up writing the guitar for it which was like just like unexpected and so we ended up actually like um forming like a band a band of sorts a duo of sorts um called Surus like T S U R I S we had gone through the like dictionary.com word of the day or something like looking back to like find things and it means like trouble or woes or something oh, wow. like that but we just thought it was the cutest little name and um 
ended up like it took us a while but we um ended up like finishing and writing and recording and releasing four songs on an ep that are literally it's out anywhere you can go listen to it it's called spot it's called spinal awakening and it has my literal x-rays on the cover because we both have scoliosis (laughs) cassie's in the midwest I i love the midwest emo era of your life i feel like that's like the little bit of the the time like before we became friends because I actually have that. I'm, I think I am following Soros on Spotify <laughs> in case you ever put anything else out. But, um, oh, my gosh, I love that you actually, actually got to the chance to, like, put out music, you know, and, like, go through the whole process. And we ended up finishing it. I think, like, Nova had everything already recorded. Like, she had everything. So we ended up releasing it during COVID, I think, um, because I – edited together footage that we had recorded while we were writing and recording it and then also just like other like b-roll like footage from a road trip or something that I went on and like made a music video for one of the songs and like put that together and out and that's like that's like another like form of creative expression that I really enjoy is like video editing like it's something that I like hyper fixate on very easily I just remember spending hours and hours like working on the source music video even though it was like so it was so unnecessary but I just get so like hyper fixated like hyper focused on like music video or not music video editing but video editing in general and it's like even um pre-covid like uh, my friends Courtney and Heather and I would like hang out like once a month and I started like kind of making little vlogs of like our hangouts and um I say that sounds so silly to say once a month but again we've talked about like adult friendships and how hard that is um and so um it was like a big deal at the time um and so um I would make little vlogs I think I only made two I think I made one when we went to how like to St. Helens in Oregon which is where Halloween Town was filmed um and then um one of like our Galentine's Day hangs um right before COVID and I think I they're probably privated now but it's like stuff like that is so fun to me but um yeah like it is very cool to think about the fact that like like you know Nova and I were able to like write and release music um I feel like we've both probably grown a lot in our writing if that's the thing it's like when you don't like regularly write and release music or release music record and release music um I feel like nobody sees like your growth and so it's just like it feels like it's this little time capsule which I'm sure every artist feels that way anyway but it's just like it's this like little time capsule of this like time in our lives where it's like we literally had this like boy genius mentality of like stop questioning everything stop it's like I have seen just like the average like middle-aged white dude bro like play on stage just absolutely horrendously but people are there to see it and they love it and I'm like why are we stopping ourselves from doing and that's the thing we're not doing it for anybody else we're doing it for ourselves yeah and so it's like and I say all of this and then it's ironic because nowadays I like don't really let myself be creative or like spend much time playing music which is something that I find like really frustrating actually and I've talked about in therapy several times and um logically I know that like playing music is like something that would be because okay here's the thing like for me ever since I got involved with like climate organizing everything feels like such like high stakes all the time and like I any way that I'm spending my time that is not in service of making the world a better place, like, that it's somehow a waste of time or, like, self-indulgent or whatever, um, which is, I literally, I know that's ridiculous. I don't judge other people for not spending 24 hours a day, like, trying to fix the world. I know that I need to do things that are not organizing in order to have the energy and drive to do other things. Like, I have to fill, like, my soul back, my spirit back up. Um, and yet it's still so hard to, like, let myself do things that are just for me yeah because I mean everybody else does it I mean uh, you know and I think it's like how you how you're saying before where you're like oh the vlogs that you made oh they're so silly they're not necessary but it's like no but like you're having fun like you don't have to you know monetize all your hobbies like they could be something that you could just do with your friends that's fun and like period that's it 
Well, and something else that I think about all the time is it's, like, not only, because, like, to me, every time that I do finally get around to, like, um, playing guitar or playing piano or whatever, it is so therapeutic to me. Like, genuinely, like, it makes so much sense that music therapy is a thing because playing music is so therapeutic to me. It relieves my anxiety. Like, it is so, like, meditative to me. Like, it is just the best thing and it like truly does fill me back up so much and the other thing too that I think about a lot is it's like obviously it's like playing music is like a good service to like my mental health Mm -hmm. but like also it's something where it's like there aren't a lot of disabled people who play music and there is a lack of representation a lack of perspective a lack of just so much um in music that it's like if I do need that motivation of, like, it, it's, it is bigger than just me or whatever, it's, like, there are those things where, like, there's not a lot, I mean, to me, music and, like, politics have always had such, like, a connected history, and it's, like, music can, and art are inherently, like, political, like, they always have been, always will be, um, and, like, especially nowadays, you see more and more artists, like, um, Paramore, for example, like, with, uh, the news or whatever on This Is Why, it's, like, you know, more and more artists are, like, writing songs about the state of the world, but not a lot of people who are, like, actively organizing to change the world and fix the world are writing songs, um, And so it's, like, I don't always relate necessarily to the ones that are written by people who aren't. Like, no offense. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no offense, but, like, I don't necessarily relate to the... I mean, sometimes I do relate to the whole powerlessness feeling, but, like, for the most part, it's, like, no, it just feels like you're constantly screaming at a brick wall to to make the the world a better place or whatever and it's just like yeah I feel like I have a unique perspective that I bring in my songwriting I also just like write about stuff that plenty of other artists write about but at the end of the day I'm like oh my god I have over 500 notes in my phone and I'm seriously not gonna like do myself the service of ever bringing any of that to light like really like no like I I want to I just I don't know how to make it a priority Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that when it comes to, like, my writing that I do. I'm like, I would love to put this out there in the world, but I also am like, it's very self-serving. So I'm like, is this even worth it to do? Like, and especially as someone who, like, runs a small business where I'm like, I always feel like the things that I post on my business Instagram, Rise Crystal Studio, has to be crystal related, has to be, like, the a a very like spiritual vein of things even though like when I was posting about my creative writing classes people were like oh my god please share your writing on here I'm like yeah but if I if I share anything that's not related to crystals y'all unfollow me so what do you want me like you know what am I I'm trying to it's like I'd love to post more things but I feel like a lot of the times is that people don't want to see that and you know I, I know it comes from the end of the day of just being like you have to post the things you're confident in but also at the same time like the running a business it's like you you want to kind of keep people's attention all the time I totally get that because I feel like when we were starting the podcast I was like wow I don't know if people care about this thing that I'm doing that's not climate organizing and of course they like not only did they like people were overly enthusiastic about it beyond my wildest like imagination um and it's just like oh I forgot that I can be a full person it's like we let the internet and almost this idea of like branding ourselves like box us in yeah exactly really it's like branding ourselves because like I felt like you know the more I shared about my personal life on my business account I feel like the more people actually know who I am rather than just some person who makes jewelry and sells it like I want people to know like the journey that I've been on and going on. So when you, you know, I feel like when I post about some podcast stuff on there, I'm like, oh, like, I I feel like it's very like, yeah, like very self-serving, very like, oh, look at me. I'm just doing this something else. Even though like, I doubt anybody has this expectation of like, oh, you're posting. It should only be for your business. Like, no, I haven't updated my website in so long. I haven't done anything for my business in so long because I am doing this now. And, um, I feel like that's where I really started with like my I wish that like I wish I could take my Instagram to another level of like wanting to make like I really wanted to make like Pinterest boards and pin like very like mood boards and stuff for like different collections that I release like I think that that is an amazing creative expression when people do that like type of stuff um it's also just another one of those things of like do I have the energy to even like put effort into this 
Um, I don't know. And I do think the, the springtime and that rebirth of it all is definitely kicking some fire back into me because I'm like, you know, if I only work on the things that I'm truly passionate about, then yeah, I could totally make mood boards for stuff and color schemes and all this like, because that's what I started with when I was did when I started posting Rise Crystal Studio, I mostly just stuck to color schemes, where I'm like, oh, like, I really like the idea of doing like greens, browns, like white, and black. So I'm gonna pick crystals that have that. And I feel like I always had the best success when I did like, a very creative, like, inspired by the seasons collection. Yeah. And I definitely want to get back into it. I just also am like, damn, what about, like, laying in my bed and staring at the ceiling fan? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> when are we going to have time to do that? <laughs> I feel like, too, because, like, as a kid, like, creative expression came so easily True. that now, like, as an adult, because we're balancing all these other things, like, it just takes more energy. It takes more effort. And I think, too, like, with ADHD, if something takes effort to start so like the fact that like my piano is buried under a bunch of shit right now why would I play it and so I actually have it on like my like project goals list for myself to like literally just clean it off and keep it cleaned off so that way if I want to play it the barrier to entry is not high because I'm bad at starting things I'm fine once I get going but it's so hard for me to start things or like um, you know, my guitar, like, it sits, like, just over there in my room, but, like, it feels like I have to be in a special mood or have, like, the special amount of energy or, I don't know, and it's, like, yeah. the other thing, too, is, like, at some point, I think probably during COVID, I got out of the rhythm of writing lyrics, and I have never gotten fully back into it in this, like, I used to write, I'm, the reason there's over 500 notes is because I used to write, like, basically every day, I mean, like, several times a week for, years and I have completely fallen out of that and like I don't think I've written a full song in like over a year at this point and it's like it's just because I I don't know I feel like with creativity I'm like as soon as I lose that rhythm I'm like it's it feels like I have to start over from scratch or something yeah because I mean that's how I felt with my creative writing class and like trying to write every day because, yeah, once you stop and you have to start all over again, it's like, okay, well, now I don't want to do it. Like, it's like you kind of, you really do, like, fall out of it. Um, because, like, for the month of January, I wrote almost every single day. I would get up in the morning and while I did my treatments, I would write pages in my journal. And whether it be things that I just wanted to get out of my head, a little bit of, like, creative expression um, or whatnot, it, you just fall out of it. And, like, nowadays I feel like, um, like, you know, a few months later, like, I, you know, really wasn't into my creative writing class as much as I used to be. Um, and I guess it's also just because of, again, just like not having the energy to do it, not having the passion to really jump back into writing. But what I do enjoy <laughs> is my performance art on Twitter.com. <laughs> and if you don't follow me, it's a real hoot. Uh, Sasquatsuits8, <laughs> throwing a plug out there. Um... I've always enjoyed being weird online. It just really is the good vibe for me. I mean, I just like to, I just like to really, you know, open, open my brain and show the world the inside. And I love tweeting weird things. And I always just like, I don't know, I made a joke about how fraternal twins are like, yo, insinuating that the womb is a frat. And do you have a keg in there? Can I come over? Like, I... Uh, I saw that this morning and I the thing is I feel like I forget to like your tweets because I'm so busy taking them in um it's like instead of giving you a standing ovation I um I simply uh I simply sit there stunned <laughs> I feel like you should have like at least 10,000 followers <laughs> Well, you know what I think the problem is, is like, I've been on Twitter for like 12 years. <laughs> I have rotted my brain on that website. There's a hole in that in my head because of it. And I think like channeling all of my creative energy into a website like that, that gives nothing back to people is really sad because like TikTok in a way, you gain followers on there, then you start getting like people want ads from you and they want this from you, you monetize that stuff. Twitter never really was a website to do stuff like that on where like, Instagram, kind of, because, you know, you can always do ads on there, but, like, people would never pay for an ad on Twitter. Especially now. <laughs> exactly. Especially now as that website is crumbling and slipping between our fingertips. But I just really enjoy making weird tweets and people then telling me, like, oh, my God, you're hilarious. And I'm like, thank you. Keep, 
keep feeding the ego because it's only growing stronger. I like always just, I'm like my drafts, I probably have a hundred tweets in my drafts because I always, well, because I come up with things. Release the drafts. Release the drafts. Let me see. Let's find, I went, let me find one right now and I'll read it to everybody. Oh my God. We're getting a Mariah (laughs) exclusive draft right now. I I have one that says YouTube keeps giving me Bumble ads, uh, but I want ads for swords. So real. I have, uh, this is a Star Wars tweet. Anakin's hatred keeps him alive. He's just like me. <laughs> I don't even watch Star Wars and that's funny. You get it. You get it. Um, then I have developing a crush and then giving myself the ick immediately after. Is a D1 sport and I will never fall in love. So I'm sorry. So your text to me was, today was a ripoff of your own tweet. <laughs> Here I was thinking you were coming up with this original Listen, content for me. It was original content, but I also do think that using D1 sport and things that are non-athletic related are really funny. Is that a trend or did you come up with the D1 sport thing? I don't know. I'd like to think I came up with it, but I also, you know, uh, Yeah, you just oh. claim it. <laughs> I am claiming it. Um, I have, I am not an object of desire. I'm a weapon of destruction, which that's a good one. Okay, you need, you definitely need to tweet these. The sword, can you tweet the sword one like right now? Let's do it. Let's, in real time, let's do this one. Um, I have one tweet that says men, or it says, why don't men dress like this anymore? And it's a quote tweet of the One Direction music video. Um... Gosh, which which music video is this? Doesn't let me see it. But it's one that somebody tweeted before where they're on top of the the bus and they're singing and they got their little chino pants on and they're all dressed up in suits and stuff. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Well, let's do one more. Um, I have Dollar Tree employees are the best. And right after that, capitalism rots your brain for real. (laughs) Which that's like, that could be a haiku. I can work on that a little bit. Um, a banana's skin feels thicker than a human skin, and that drives me insane. Oh. And that is, uh, that's the- <laughs> On that horrifying note, <laughs> sassafrasroots8 on twitter.com. Please follow me if you have a strong stomach, because, uh, as much as I also like being a writer, I like very graphic, <laughs> like, because I always like to read horror, I like to read horror books, right? So, like, I feel like a lot of the things that I come up with, like, the descriptive language that I like to use is very in the vein of, like, wanting to use things that almost, like, the way that I explain stories can be very gross and graphic. I think, too, this is also a whole other thing of, like, being a chronically ill child and having to experience a lot of, like, very gross things about your body very early on, um, from having, like, surgeries when I was awake to, like, uh, having, like, pick lines that get pulled out of your body and you see the blood and stuff. And I always felt like I always ended up having that as an interest for me because of the fact that I was around so much medical stuff and so much of that, like, so much of those experiences really shaped who I am as a person because of just, like, having to live with your mortality as a child and being like, damn, everybody else gets a future, but I don't. (laughs) That's such an interesting point in, like, how that's influenced you creatively. I, uh, it's very interesting. I I definitely, it's something where when I write stuff and when I think of things, I'm like, oh, like, this almost seems too graphic for a normal person because they're not used to experiencing, like, they're not used to seeing the inside of their body, you know? Whereas, like, when you're a child and, like, when I had my port place and everything and, seeing like the the stitches in my skin and stuff I'm like oh wow it's like it's like fascinating to me because it's kind of like all I knew and I feel like I really uh I have a strong stomach when it comes to that stuff but I don't have a strong stomach when it comes to worms so (laughs) (laughs) though that's a callback from uh (laughs) the last episode um but anyway I feel like that's that's my creative journey. That's my vibes. I love it. I love it. So in our last segment of the show, which really is our second segment because we only do like two, um, we're going to share some of our personal writing that we have done. Um, I feel like for both of us, this is things that we wrote pretty recent within the last like, year or so. So they're very fresh. Uh, Cassie, if you would like to go first with your the song that you wrote. Yes, um, that's so funny that you consider within the past year fresh because I'm like, 
oh, this is, this was so buried in my phone notes because I've written so much on, (laughs) like I said, um, a lot of, I just constantly like jotting things down, but, um, yeah, this, uh, I'm going to read it as a poem, um, because I am not, again, most of this hasn't been turned into songs yet, and I also forget how to play this one, (laughs) but, um, it's called the ODOT song, and, um, I wrote it when, like, the Sunrise, like, Youth First ODOT campaign was at its peak, and I was just really frustrated because it was the middle of summer, and we're basically begging for a livable future, and, like, people in positions of power just didn't care, and so then I just also want to give credit. One of the lines in the song, uh, which is, does it weigh on you at all, is a call back to a song that we sing at, um, protest sometimes. Um, I am not remembering in this moment where it's originally from, um, but that is where that is. Like, it is not an original line. It is specifically a callback to a song that we sing at protests. Um, So anyway, now I'm going to read it. It's 75 and trying to rain. I miss when summers used to be this way. Fingers covered in blackberry stains. Gotta pick them all before the next heat wave. What were you doing when our cities were burning and smoke filled up the sky? Where were you when the heat wave came and all those people died? We can't maintain the status quo. We moved past that so long ago. Does it weigh on you at all? Are you even listening? What goes through your head with these things? How do you live with yourself? You know the truth, but do nothing to help. So what are we wearing to the end of the world? When the city's on fire, I at least want to be a cool girl. I'll always worry about trivial things, despite any existential threats we face, but sometimes it feels like I'm worried about too much, and I don't think that you're worried enough. Does it weigh on you at all? Love. Thank you. Thank you. The the Blackberry Finger Stains one is so interesting, because it's really, like, like, it encapsulates, like, a very, like, childhood essence to it. Where, like, you wish that you can go back to days where all you wanted to do during the summer was pick fruit outside, and now you have to literally fight for these people to even listen to you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, literally, I I think I literally wrote it after picking blackberries and, like, being really annoyed that it was, like, oh, it's going to be, you know, 110 next week. We have to make sure that we go pick the rest of them before they literally shrivel up, die, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. But as much as it sucks to have to be in a position where like that's where your thoughts go, I do think that that's a very beautiful poem. Thank you. And I enjoyed it. Thank you. And it's it sucks that, you know, that's what your creative expression has turned into almost because it's like obviously you would love to write about things that are more I guess it is really this is affects you personally, so it's not even like that. No, I get I get what you mean, though. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Like, I wish you didn't have to write about it, this stuff, but I'm glad that you did. Well, do. and that's why it's like, I don't get why I act like me writing music is self-indulgent when it's about stuff like that. <laughs> You're so right, yeah. Um, So I actually just pulled up the, the history of the song that I pulled the Does It Weigh On You At All line from, and um, because the song's called Which Side Are You On?, um, I don't know because I know that Sunrise adapted it. Um, so basically it's like, it's a song that's been like used a lot in like, um, like, uh, worker, like union organizing and like strikes and stuff like that. And like it also during like the civil rights movement and stuff. Um, so I just wanted to like acknowledge that history and that it's been like used also a lot in more like recent movements too, in terms of like Black Lives Matter and, um, things like that. And so, um, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I don't know enough about the history to know if the Does It Weigh On You At All line was by Sunrise or if it was part of one of the other, or if it was part of one of the other versions, but I just wanted to, yeah, pay, pay tribute to that history, um, and acknowledging my, my borrowing of it. I just want to, like, respect the history and just, like, acknowledge that I know that it has a long history and isn't just a silly little song we sing at protests, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I'm very excited to to hear yours. So 
mine was for a discussion post for my creative writing class from earlier this year so it was kind of to write a character description i've always kind of had this idea of like wanting to write a fantasy slash horror novel about like my life and just dealing with like i guess this the thoughts of like being a chronically ill person that never had a cure for their disease and probably never will and living your life with that and living with that because like you know cystic fibrosis is was always considered a childhood disease and as an adult living with a childhood disease it's a very like odd feeling of being like damn i like shouldn't be here right now yeah. <laughs> you know um so here's this is what i wrote for the character description although like i feel like this character in my head it's supposed to be me but like i don't entirely think of her as me um i also reference like a voice in your head and the voice in your head is like your chronic illness wanting you to like do what it says mm. and you're fighting against it but also like making sure you're not burning yourself out and wearing yourself out in the process so here's what i have today i slowly creeped out of bed like there was a sleeping bear next to me i was trying to not cause a stir but as my last full day in the village i wanted to go for a stroll and trying to create as many memories as i could where should i go first I will visit the garden. The peonies my mother planted should have bloomed by now. As I was standing before my bed, I saw the reflection in my window. My brown hair was draped over my shoulders like dead willow tree branches wishing to connect with the earth. My pale translucent skin stretched over my bones like it was a size too small for my body. I turned my head a bit and I saw that the hollows of my cheeks would make a perfect nesting spot for a family of rabbits. I began to wonder what I would look like after the expulsion. Would life be pumped into my body like a deep breath of fresh air? Before I could daydream any further, I felt a hot searing pain in the base of my skull, like a portal to the underworld opened. She was awake. Where are we going? She asked me as I felt her fill my small frame with a familiar fog. Taking a stroll, I want to see the garden. As soon as I said that, she drifted away, uninterested in my day plans. But the fog remained, and I needed to sit down before I was one with the bedroom floor. I wonder if she knew about the expulsion expedition. I mean, she hasn't said anything yet. Her lack of concern has always made me wonder what causes her to be active. When I'm having a good day, I don't feel her at all, like when the sun sleeps at night. It's been 23 years of having to cohabit a body with her, and I still wonder who came first. Oh, I love it so Hits. much. <laughs> I literally, I need the full book now. Like, the first time you sent that, like, an audio message of you reading that to me, I was like, I, 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 and I need the book now. I need the audio book now, read by you right now. Um, <laughs> and I just, I, you are such a wonderful, descriptive writer. And thank you. It's just, mm -hmm. I, I love it so much. And I love, like, the way that you describe things, like, that's, connect it like the, the like using like the natural elements like it's like the types of description you're not just willy-nilly making like metaphors and stuff like or whatever parts of speech i it's been a minute um but um <laughs> you know like the way that you're describing things it's like it's contributing to like setting the like atmosphere and like aesthetic and like setting of the whole book you know I, I say the whole book as if this is a book but yeah I mean I should be but yes I mean I definitely like did research while looking up like oh like if the character is leaving for um her trip in the spring like the flowers that will be blooming during around that time and like I know late spring that's when peonies bloom and I also know because like my mom planted peonies when I was younger outside and they bloom every year at my birthday so that was like the nod of that um and then also this like idea of like if this book if this book is like taking place during like pre-electronics pre-technology era like you know using certain metaphors that align with that time yeah. and also the idea of like living in a village instead of living in a city and like i have other parts of the book that i have written out um i say book in a very loose term <laughs> um just different like experiences and uh i i don't know i would always keep i i still like like to write stuff every now and then but i don't think that it's something that i am ready to share every piece with you know um 
But I do think, you know, it'd be one of the things that, like, before I die, I would like to per- I would like to publish a book in some way, whether it be this story or, or just something else. Like, I've always liked the idea of writing a memoir, mm-hmm. but I'm just not notable enough. So that's kind of where this came from. Oh, my God. That reminds me. I thought of the idea for uh, my future non-existent memoir because I don't know if I, I write down ideas for um, a future book, but I the idea of writing it sounds horrible to me. Um, but... Um, uh, from concerts to the capital. If I was like really going for it, I would add colon the places I get recognized from Twitter.com. <laughs> because <laughs> literally, I am so used to being recognized from like Twitter or whatever at concerts, but not, um, not at the capital, um, by like random there was a bunch of random people who were just like oh yeah you're cassie from twitter and i was like apparently i am (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah that's no that's a good point though about like yeah like kind of like deciding what you want to hold close like still versus share and like i think in general it's so hard to like share stuff and like especially like even me just like reading this song i'm just like oh my god like because it feels weird to read it as poetry because it's like that's not necessarily how it's intended to be delivered but like I'm just also like, literally, this is all just sitting in my phone. It's doing nothing. So who cares? Whatever. Yeah, right. I feel that way, too. I'm like, oh, this is literally just sitting in a notebook. It's sitting in a discussion post for a now defunct class. Like, I I want to share it. And, you know, it's always good. I feel like it's always just really fun to share writing and, and things like that. And I hope that, you know, we do more segments like this in the future where we can, like, actually share the things that we wrote. But it is a very vulnerable thing. Especially because, like, for me, I feel like a lot of my writing, even the songs that I still love but I wrote years ago, I, they feel so childish only because I wrote them, like, when I was in high school. True. But it's, like, I still think there's so much value in, like, giving those songs the life they deserve someday. Yeah, I like that. Well, that's a wrap on this week's episode. Be sure to follow the Cassie and Mariah show wherever you listen to podcasts at TCMS Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and look out for new episodes every Wednesday. Bye. Bye! Oh my god, that was a good harmony.